And now, enjoy this free Jason Modcast show. It's a man out! A man out! And welcome to another episode of The Movie Madhouse. That was dramatic. That was dramatic. Yeah. I was practicing that all morning. (laughs) In the mirror? Yeah, in the tub. In the oh. (sighs) Yeah. You know, you're supposed to do that facing the mirror. Well, I needed a microphone. (laughs) Yeah. I quit. (laughs) Mike is speechless. (laughs) And everyone's shaking their head. You've disgusted your girlfriend. (laughs) Uh, Yet again. uh, Well, in that case, I'm Mike. I'm Rob. And, oh. It's quiet over there. It's an empty chair. Wow. Wow. Listen to that. Ratings going up. Oh, tick, 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 tick. I can hear him. <laughs> hits after hits. <laughs> the Jason Free Show. Wow. Okay. Yeah, Jason just couldn't do it the day we were recording. He has uh, prior previous engagements that he Holy deemed. Party. The big Halloween bash. Yeah, he's deemed that more important than his uh, precious, precious podcast. Yeah. Uh, I questioned his loyalties. I do, too. Mm-hmm. So, again, we're taking emails for the uh, third chair spot. That's right. Send in your audition tapes. Get those resumes in. Hey, now would be a perfect time for you to jump in here and uh, be all yappy on a microphone if you want. You're talking about somebody and I forget. I know nothing about it. I didn't set up an extra mic anyway. Oh, no. <laughs> Just keep yelling from the sidelines. Hey, yep. <sighs> Yeah, so he's got his annual charity Halloween bash that he's, uh, actually he hasn't, but his wife has said he needs to be there to help. He's been voluntold. <clears throat> yeah. Oh, wait a minute. So this show should be about an hour and a half shorter without Jason's list. <sighs> oh, good Lord. Ah, this podcast brought to you by beer. <laughs> <laughs> you can't say the crime though. No, I never did. I just said beer. <laughs> Well, I it, guess asking what kind it is would be bad now. Yeah. It, it is the uh, the kind that you find in the cold brown bottles. Oh, that kind. I hear that's the good kind. Mm. <laughs> ah, beer. <laughs> we won't let anyone know we're recording at 8.30 a.m. Doesn't matter. <laughs> they can Noon listen. someplace. They listen to it at night, right? That's right. That's right. Oh. Don't judge me. <laughs> <laughs> I would never do that, buddy. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I'm usually saying that to Jason. Exactly. Wow, it's weird. It is weird. Yeah. Keep looking at that chair, waiting for him to talk over everybody. Exactly. I'm getting to say stuff. It's just messing me up. I know. Anyways. So. Did you watch anything? I did. Remember a couple shows ago, I was saying I found a uh, four pack of the Crow movies on on DVD. Not Blu-ray. They wouldn't commit that stuff to uh, (laughs) Blu-ray. Um I started to work my way through the uh, sequels. Okay. And the, I think it was, um, said I got through the, the first and second sequels. What blew my mind with the second sequel, Kirsten Dunst is in it. I remember she was in one of them. Yeah. And they are trying so hard to follow the same exact storyline of the original Crow. That's what I was worried about. With actors who don't have the athletic ability that Brandon Lee did, 
the acting ability that Brandon Lee did, the charisma that Brandon Lee had, the Brandon Lee. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I, I'm there. There's the 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 connector to all of that is the lack of the Brandon Lee ness of uh, each of the the main characters. Yes, and I appreciate them trying to keep the crow mythology alive, but it just like the second the first sequel, Iggy Pop was one of the antagonists. Mm-hmm. I don't understand how Iggy Pop moves or thinks, but because he looks like he's such, like he looks like Methuselah. Oh, really? Oh, he just even then he looked ancient and old and grizzled and broken down. But it was just watching him act. I guess would be the word that's best describes Iggy Pop in this adventure. So that's City of Angels? Yeah. And it's just like, okay. No, I haven't I haven't made it to the one with Eddie Furlong yet. So that's uh that's next on the docket. Oh, that's Wicked Prayer. Yeah. Yeah, this, this is the first the third one's Salvation, I believe. Uh yep, Salvation. Yeah. And there was a TV show. Oh, yeah. The Crow, Stairway to Heaven. Okay, that was so unforgettable. <laughs> I forgot that it was uh, I didn't even a TV know. show. <laughs> I didn't even know it was out. <laughs> Let's see, how many uh, seasons did that have? Uh, oh, one. One. Did it make the entire season? Let's find out here. I don't know what, <laughs> 22 episodes? And? And? Okay, 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 14, 18, oh, 22. 20, holy shit, it made the whole season. Yep. Well, but, wait, wait, wait a minute. <laughs> oh. Cheers, bro. Cheers, there we go. <laughs> there is only three episodes out of the whole series that actually have anything written in them. Wow. Episodes 1, 2, and 7. <laughs> One, two, and seven? Yes. Is this a, a Firefly out of order kind of thing? Or? <laughs> <laughs> like, did three episodes hit the screen and they went, okay, that's enough. That's and, enough. I think the guy fell asleep at the wheel. And, <laughs> what? What? Woke up oh, at yeah. seven? Type, type, type. <laughs> <laughs> fell back asleep. Okay, I'm done. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what else did I watch? Um, not much. No, they like said it was uh, TV, catching up on my TV and whatnot. My uh, Walking Dead and the uh, Sons and yes, the Sons. Yeah. So let's let's do Walking Dead first. Did okay. You, have you seen the the latest? There's only two episodes, right? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. So you are caught up. So everybody's walking through the bush after they're burning down sanctuary. <laughs> and they hear screams, and they come across a preacher on a rock being menaced by zombies. What I want to know, just right off the hop, this apocalypse has gone on for about a year now, roughly. Why is he still wearing a priest outfit? A spotless, <laughs> impeccably clean priest's outfit. Yeah. Said so that collar was as white as the driven snow. And like I'm going... 
how? And even things. his even his explanation. When everything went down, I locked myself in, and you're the first people I've seen in a month. That is some shady shit right there. Yeah. Because how, like, I, I'm not quite sure of the timeline, but a month in between locking the door and seeing people, it just doesn't seem to jive with the, the, the timeline that they're putting forward in Walking Dead. Yeah. Because they've gone all over the place, like from... The beginning to the camps to the farm to the prison to CDC. Yep, and he's been in the church a month. Yeah, mm. yeah. And he said the, the the claim that all the canned food was from a can drive, and he's finally out of food. And I'm just like, what? Well, he did say he scavenged some of the outskirt well, towns. Okay, then then he knows the walkers and stuff like this. Mm-hmm. He he. Why does he react so I've never seen people no, they're icky. I well I know they're icky. That's what it was. That, you know, especially when they're touching it? my clothes and I just cleaned them. I I don't know how. How? Well, part of the food drive was laundry detergent drive. Oh, is that what it was? Yes. Oh, food and laundry detergent. <laughs> exactly. Haven't you heard of those? And bleach for the collar. They're 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 popular. I, you know, I think I just saw saw one in the newspaper. Yeah, see? Yeah. Well, especially in the southern states. Dave, correct me if I'm wrong. You guys have food and laundry detergent drives all the time. Dave's not in a southern state. Dave's in the west coast. But it's still southern. Southwest. Yeah. See? Southern no, means I, down. Okay, south to us. <laughs> yep. That's almost the entire United States. <laughs> That's the, okay. One state? Yeah. There's New York, Maine. And then the tops of the Dakotas. Then you have Alaska. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, Alaska. Oh, you forgot about Alaska? I forgot about Alaska. <laughs> Oops. Yeah, hoops. So this guy, he is uh, bait as far as I'm concerned. Because we did see kind of the, the bad things that happened to Bob at the end of the episode. And see, I spoke with someone else about that, and that confused me too. Okay, why did he go outside and start crying? That's, I don't know. Originally, after the guy from the water jumped up, you know, and he kissed Sasha, I'm thinking, okay, he got bit. And he's going outside to, you know, turn. Yeah. But no, then he gets jumped on and they cut off his leg and... Eat it. Yeah. So I'm thinking, no, he didn't get bit. And if he did and they cut it off and ate it, why aren't they turning into walkers? But isn't the, isn't the disease in this, you turn after you die, not after you get bit? Oh, no, no, because the bite will kill you. The bite will kill you? Yeah. Okay. Okay. I probably, I think I missed that part of the memo, but... And now you got me thinking. I'm pretty sure yeah, that's no, Because they said everybody, everybody has the disease, right? No, no, no. It does happen right away. Because remember when Herschel got bit... They scrambled and hurried and cut off his leg. That's right. And they weren't sure if they got it. That's right. Okay. So, yeah, there is that in there. Yeah. Now, Bob deserved to get bit in the basement of the food bank because he was stupid. Mm-hmm. He knew they dropped that shelving unit on those on those zombies. And there's bubbles coming there's out. There's bubbles. <laughs> yep. Hey, what's going on over here? Oh, look, bubbles. Rah! Bubbles must be a fish. Yeah. No. No. <laughs> <laughs> but it, it, it was baffling as to why he was surprised that 
a zombie jumped out of the water. Dude, you put the zombie in the water. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. Stupid move. Yeah. Now, the the car with the cross on the rear window. Think Beth's still in the trunk? I don't know. <laughs> That's a long time to be in the trunk. <laughs> so, there, there, there's some shenanigans going on with this uh these couple's episodes and it's weird that story almost seems forced yeah the whole beth kidnapping everything else seems to be flowing but her being kidnapped for no reason and then having that car drive by just happened to drive by yeah in the entire united states of america the state of georgia wherever they're at that particular road at that particular time I understand it's a TV show and Providence happens, but come on. <laughs> yeah. Especially when you've got like one third of the population you did have. Yeah. You know? Like... <laughs> now, what's Carol up to? Oh, she's messed up. Is she leaving? I think that's what she was trying to do. I thought I got that feeling too, because when she was checking out that car, when her and Daryl were uh, getting water. Mm-hmm. That looked a lot like uh, Carol's exit strategy. But why would she leave? Well, she came out. She had it started the whole bit. Yeah. <clears throat> Daryl walked up. Where are you going? <laughs> Nowhere. Nowhere. Yeah. But the car's running. Yep. Where is she going? That's what I want to know. Why is she leaving the group all of a sudden? I think she likes being solo. Yeah, solo or just two people, you know, like her and Tyrese. Yeah. It was easier. Now she feels like she's watching everybody again. Yeah, I can see that, but especially after that little girl. <laughs> look at the flowers. Just look at the flowers. Look at the flowers. <laughs> I know there, there's there's probably a whole bunch of PTSD going on with. The... Oh yeah. <laughs> well, they said even that preacher man had a good bout of that when he uh, found the uh, said the the glasses girl zombie in the uh, the basement. Something's up there because he was looking at that picture. Yeah, back in the uh, the chapel. Yep. So I'm going. And the one thing I did notice, it was really quick. Really quick. I don't think it meant anything, but my conspiratorial mind says there was something. I think it was Michonne was in the office and she's flipping through the journals, and she was flipping through the journals. And one of the pages had another piece of note paper folded up in in the page, and it almost looked like when she was flipping through. It held on that for a second longer, and it kept going. Hmm. But it, it looked like it just like a, a notepad piece of paper folded in half and slipped in the, the pages of the journal. Now, it could be absolutely nothing. <laughs> yep. But everything seems to be something in this TV show. Especially if they show it. Exactly. I'm wondering if I have it here. Oh, they have uh, uh, episode breakdowns or? Oh, no, I have the actual episode. Oh. <laughs> I think. Let me see. No, I do not. It's on my other computer. Okay. I did like the, uh, was like one of the walkers was coming up and Michonne goes, I got this. And then she went to reach for her sword and then, ah, ah, damn it. I don't have my sword. Yeah. wonder if she's getting a new one. Uh, bound to be somewhere, something, somewhere. But the uh, um, Carl, I'm, is, he's trying too hard 
to get reality back, I think, mm-hmm. and being accepting. And I thought for sure Rick was going to pop the uh, the preacher there a couple times throughout that entire episode. Pop? Oh, okay. <laughs> you are coming with us. Yeah. Okay. No, but there was just some interesting... Interesting visuals that they had going on there, and then said that okay, spoilerific. They should have Tyrese and uh, Carol should have popped that one guy at the cabin. Yeah, big time. Yeah, because he, he's uh, becoming an issue. Now, was it me? But when Bob was standing by the tree, did it look like there was something carved on the tree by his head? Well, they kind of focused on it. And yeah, it was, it was like a hatchet mark or something. Something like that, yeah. Because I know, um, looking at Reddit, they're talking about a couple of the uh, a couple of those zombies had a circle with an X in it, and you, they go, "You've seen this symbol before." It was when uh, I think it was that one episode, Rick um, uh, was it clear when the guy when when Rick first woke up in episode season one, his neighbor. When Rick found that guy again, he'd gone crazy and he was holding that city. He used a circle and an X to mark clear. Okay, I remember that. Some of the zombies have this circle and X tattooed on their foreheads. Like somebody did a, uh, a screen cap and you can see some of these things. And somebody said there's also the circle and an X on a couple trees that they've uh, walked by. Really? Yeah. Hmm. So, oh wait, there's the beginning of this season because that other guy sees it. Yeah, that's right. Because there was one of the walkers, a tattooed walker, went after one of the guys, and it was it's prominent on his the right side of his forehead. It was a circle with the X in it. Hmm. Now, now I can't remember the guy that in. The neighbor's name. Um, yeah, I want to say Desmond, but I don't think that's it. It might be it. Is uh, it? But they're saying, they're speculating that Desmond is coming back. And he's whatever, for whatever reason, his interaction with Rick and Clear has either caused the break in Desmond's psychosis or something's going on. But there, there's speculation that... He has something to do with this symbol that some like pe- like people watching the shows are picking up on, but the characters in the show aren't picking up on it yet. Totally oblivious. Yeah, I brought up that screenshot basically, and it looks like just a hatchet mark. Oh, okay. Now, why would you do a hatchet mark that high up in a tree? Exactly. Something's that's, going on there. So that's a mark. And the, the the mark on the church that Carl finds. You'll burn for this. Yeah. They said somebody tried to break into the window and then he said you'll burn and you'll burn for this. There there's something going on. I I I'm fully convinced. Well, okay, that one picture I was fully convinced that that preacher was not a preacher. Mm-hmm. Up until that the end when he was looking at the photo and he was the preacher in front of the church with the lady with the, the, the glasses lady. Oh, you were thinking that whole take on the identity of... Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I thought I thought he was not who he was, but I still don't think he is who he's putting out. Well, there's definitely something more there. Oh, absolutely. 
Yeah, I can't find where they're searching. Yeah. No, but oh, well. yeah. So Carol's leaving. Daryl doesn't want her to leave. Daryl doesn't want to leave the group. Daryl's well, liking that group. Oh, yeah. And then they said uh, Bob's a, a quarter of the man he was once before. Definitely. At least one-eighth. Yeah. <laughs> and then um, I, I, it's hard to see where this is going. I don't see them getting to D.C. at any point in the near future. And once they do get to D.C., I have a very hard time believing that it is going to be what they say it's going to be. I do, too. Just just because that would put an end to this. Yeah. And it's not going there yet. No. It's the, and the fact that there's like a couple million people live in the D.C. area. And these guys are just going to... They're had a, having a hard enough time getting out of rural Georgia. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so as soon as they get to a spot like D.C., they're going to be like wall well, remember, to wall. And remember Atlanta? Yeah. It was packed with walkers. Yeah. So any any major urban center with a large population will be what they're getting themselves into. And they barely got out of Atlanta. Mm-hmm. And going to D.C., like purposely going into one of these places is mind-bending in the ideas. <laughs> madness. 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 It's a madhouse. Uh-oh. Sorry. Uh, I see you got to get that there. reference. Yep. So what would you see? <laughs> Since I went on this 21-minute... Honestly, I haven't had a chance to watch anything. God damn it. I did pick up a cool Blu-ray, though, I want to watch. What do you want? Uh, Frost Nixon. Frost? Oh, I've heard of that. Yes, Ron Howard film. Yes. Got it for $3 on Blu-ray at the dollar store. God, I like the dollar store. That's right. Just wait a, wait a year or two and everything's there. Exactly. <laughs> well, this is based on the uh, interview that... Uh, Frost. Right. Frost did with uh, Richard Nixon. Yeah. I can't remember his first name now. Mr. Mr. Frost. That's it. Thank you. Jack. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think it's Jack. Nope. Probably not. But uh, apparently it's pretty uh, historically accurate. And uh, Ron Howard did it, so. Well, he said he he did that Rush movie, too, but nobody really... Rushed out to see that. That one. was good. I liked oh, it. Oh, rushed out. Yeah, you Look at that. that. <laughs> You're not the only one that knows how to pun around here. No doubt. <laughs> we were there for the premiere at TIFF for Rush. Yes, we were. We were at the premiere for TIFF. Yes. Saw Chris Hemsworth and... Uh, was he dreamy in real life? <sighs> I swooned. You swooned? I did. Did, did, no, did Christine... I was too busy taking pictures of Olivia's butt. Olivia Wilde? Yeah. I do, too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was. <laughs> But Ron Howard was there. Um, Take pictures of his butt? Yes, I did. <laughs> to the point where I almost had a restraining order. <laughs> <laughs> Sir! <laughs> Get Sir. away from my butt. Get back! <laughs> I will tase you! <laughs> <laughs> but uh, who else was there? Jason Sudakis. Yep. Because, you know, the whole Olivia Wilde connection. Uh, Crips, his brother. Hemsworth's brother. Oh, Liam was there. Liam? Yep, he was there. My brother George was there. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, no, that's the only thing I've gotten. I haven't had a chance to watch. 
I thought about going to see Ouija this weekend, but I'm not going to get to do that. No? No. I'm still kind of torn on that one. It seems to me um, like another paranormal activity. Kind of. Just because, well, they use the Ouija board in paranormal activity. The first one, yeah. Yeah. So that's, I think that's what's striking the chord with me about that one. I just kind of like, uh, Ouija board movies are hard to get into. I only saw one that I actually didn't mind. It's called Witchboard. I was just thinking of yeah. Witchboard, yeah. With Tawny Catan. Yeah. That was pretty cool. Not bad. Not bad. Now, I did watch uh, The Possession of Michael King again. Oh, okay. I like that movie. I like I said, if you watched it twice, so. Yeah. It's got some really cool stuff in it. Stealing ideas? Not yet. Not yet? Give me time. No, oh, you got nothing but time. That's right. Well, I said, have you started editing your other movie yet? Uh, no. But I do have time to do that now, supposedly. <laughs> supposedly? Yes. <laughs> Pardon me? You still have to meet Corey to do the voiceover. That's right. Thanks for that. <laughs> no, uh, anyway. Always a help. That's, well, that's, don't, yeah. don't get her going. So what did your, uh, your teacher say about your finished project? Your oh, daughter? she loved it. She loved it? Yes. She remember the SEA in Texas now? She's running right out Colorado. Oh. Yes. Okay. <laughs> Not from Texas. Oh, I don't know. Yeah. I, mean, I think you said one of your instructors was in Texas or something. Uh, there might be. I only had one that time. She was from Colorado. Oh. Yeah. And uh, she did this goat production. I don't know if I mentioned it before. She was working on it while we were doing the class. A goat? Yeah. It's basically she was trying to build a film so that they could use it for a Kickstarter type program. Oh, okay. And uh, she got that finished up, but she needed voices for the goats. So I do one of the voices for her goats. <laughs> And she sent me, she sent me the link, so I got to see the whole Kickstarter now. Oh, okay. yes, it was really cool. <laughs> Screaming goats? No, I thought about doing that. No, no, but that was see if you do that, then it's the lambs, the lamb scream. Oh, Silence of the Lambs. Silence of the Lambs. That's right. The lamb screaming, Clarice. Yeah. <laughs> that was the wrong part, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And I did see Sons of Anarchy. What? Yes. Hard Hard. to believe. I know. Now, okay. Spoilers. Yeah, we are going to blow spoilers here. Five, four, three, two, one. That's your warning. Yeah. You've been warned. Now, that, what they did with Juice, nobody saw coming. No. It makes perfect sense. Yeah, but where they did it was like pretty stunning too. That hit Juice right, right in the heart where they uh, they did that, which makes perfect sense. Which what exactly are you speaking of? On the on the rock wall. Yeah, JT. Oh yes. Okay. Now I see what you're saying. Yeah, that's where he died. That's where John Teller died. So yeah. that's where they made their deal. Yeah. Oh, I don't think it was a deal. I think it was more of, you're going to do this, and you're going to do this. Well, it was a deal for Juice. Do this or die. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So. But, yeah, it was more commands from Jacks <laughs> too. Yep. <laughs> and uh, I can see, I don't think he's getting out of prison alive, though. No. No, he is not. No. No, because my I, I think he they sent him in after I figured out what they were doing. 
They're sending him in after Lynn. Yeah. With the backing of the Nazis. Mm-hmm. So, juice ain't coming out of there. No. Because I, once he does Lynn, the Nazis are going to do juice. Yeah. And that'll be Tully paying off Jax. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And not to mention the uh, surprise ending. What? You didn't watch the whole ending. What? Mm. Surprise ending? Yes. <laughs> well, <clears throat> and this we're, we're still having a debate over. They were supposed... Oh, there's, there's no debate. Oh, yes. There, there's, there is no way that that character... Is still on the right side of the ground of the grass. I think he is. I really, really don't. Because for two reasons. One, okay, let's set it up here. Marks was supposed to meet up with Jax in and his the Mayans, right? Didn't show up for about an hour and a half, and then he sh- this guy shows up with a box. Yep. Says, Moses something his security yeah, head of security detail says your aunt, Marks's answers in that box. So they pull up in the box. There's a tablet and a bowl. Well. No, not just a tablet in a bowl. What else was in there? Bobby's Redwood Original. They had those badges. That's right. Yep. Ripped right off his cut. Yeah. So when the the, the security detail guy came in and put the box on the picnic table, I'm going, too small to be a head. Yeah. That's the first thing that I thought, too. It might be a hand or a foot then. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm-hmm. But they pull out the tablet, they hit play, and you get to see a lot of bouncing around. But then you finally see Bobby tied to a chair. Well, you hear screams and ah, mm-hmm. ah. Bobby's tied to the chair, one half of his face all bloody. Yeah. So they open the bowl, and there's an eye. Yeah. And that's where it ends. That is the proverbial eye for an eye. Yeah. Part of this uh, storyline. Two reasons I think he's still kicking. More body parts. Well, probably around somewhere. <laughs> One, it is leverage Marks has now over Jax. You do anything, I will kill him. Okay? Yeah. yeah. The second thing is, if he killed him outright, Jax could come unglued and Marks couldn't stop him. Marks is, can stop him because the Niners were supposed to be at that meeting too. Well, see, I'm wondering if they're with Marks or if they're even around anymore. They're not around anymore. That's what I'm guessing. Yeah. So Marks took out the Niners after they found out about this meeting, took out Bobby, the eye for the eye. So how did he find out about the meeting? Oh, I'm sure somebody in the Niners flipped. It's got to be it. Or, no, because it can't be anybody from uh, Indian Hills. or I wouldn't think. No, because Drew didn't know about any of that stuff. No, he hasn't been around since the whole... uh, My son. Yeah. (laughs) Not proven. Alleged. Allegedly. (laughs) That's as as close to a sure deal as you're possibly going to get. Okay, maybe not son... Maybe like stepson or nephew, nephew. some relation. There's blood. There's a blood relation there. Yeah, but the Marks finds out. I, you know, it really wouldn't surprise me if Marks knew about all of this going on, anyways. Actually, with his information circuits, exactly. So he's just going. I'll let this play out. I'll let it. Oh, now he's starting to screw with me. 
Now to now to hammer down the nail. Mm-hmm. Because they did take that picture of the body in his construction yard. Yeah. 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 So maybe Marks probably goes, enough is enough. And that's... <laughs> yeah. I am very anxious to see the next episode. Oh, yeah. And I, I, I love the false flag that they flew on Gemma and Happy and Rat. Oh, yes. <laughs> she was just tripping. Absolutely. she As well she should. Happy, of all people, is escorting her to the cabin. Yep. Now, and, and why? Because, oh, it's a, a mother-son thing. Yeah, it's club business. Yeah. So, <laughs> I like that it said that line. Um, what is it? It's like Gemma goes, well, what if I say no? Doesn't matter what you say, Mom. You still got to go. <laughs> yeah. You can say it all you want, but you're saying it at the cabin. Like, yep. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. I knew I had a feeling it was going to be that. and But I'm just going, wow, they're getting as close to the edge as they could with this. And I figured I really, 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 really thought Gemma was going to shoot happy when she came out of that bedroom. I kind of wondered, too. Yeah. I think she had she, the gun. Yeah. She was ready to defend oh, yeah. herself. Yeah. Like, like, I think she was about one second away from shooting Happy until Nero walked in. And then... Yeah. Well, and then she saw what was going on, too. Well, we didn't see what was going on until after Nero shows up. And Happy's explaining. Oh. oh he goes, no, 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 no. <coughs> That's right. Then Happy takes her into the bedroom. To see the mother and son. Yeah. So right up until that door opened, you had no idea why Happy and Jax and Rat wanted Gemma in the cabin. Well, she didn't. She didn't. Yeah. And she was about ready to shoot her way out of that cabin. And then she just kind of loses it with Thomas. Mm-hmm. And Abel's at the door. Her- that- yeah, that is uh, that's, that's going to be one fucked up kid. No kidding. <laughs> as no. long as you keep the hammers away from him. Yes, no doubt. <laughs> but see, I wonder if that's how Jax is going to find out. You know, that's probably how it's going to happen. Mm-hmm. <coughs> Daddy, I heard Grandma saying stuff. Yep. What'd you hear? That kind of and then. Bleh. Well, even too, why did Grandma kill Mom? When, when did you hear that? Yeah. Well. well. <laughs> But I, I, the evolution of Chucky keeps happening. Yes, Chucky's still one of my favorite characters. When you know, even when he was first introduced, I'm going, "Wow, this dude is fucked." <laughs> my favorite parts when he's in the van with Clay on one side, Tig on the other, and wham, the hand goes in the pants. <laughs> Are you kidding me? <laughs> it's a nervous thing. <laughs> Oh, I've loved that character. Yeah, and he said the, but he said when he when he tried to be a badass to Unzer, that one <laughs> I'll be right outside. Yeah, but he said Chucky. You know, Chucky has a as a guard dog. Just it's like a, just a toothless Chihuahua <laughs> trying to guard the yard. <laughs> yeah, whatever. Yeah, <laughs> but um, what else happened there? Um, Nero getting out. Yeah, selling it to the Mayans. Trying, oh, that that's going to be something. Jackson how Alvarez. You, yeah, how are you going to explain that working relationship? That 
I don't know how they're <laughs> they're gonna work that one out. And sure, they're they're buddy buddy now, but now you have the Mayans half and half. Yep. With with his with Jax's money maker, how is he gonna handle that? Especially if something comes between them again. Absolutely. Yeah. And there's no guarantees that there nothing won't. Mm-hmm. Because it's happened in the past. Oh yeah. Like I said, I've been rewatching the series. I'm up to midway, well, three quarters through four. And there's been two pieces and two tiffs, <laughs> you know? <laughs> well, and tiffs usually end up with bodies in the ground. Exactly. So. I don't know. I don't know either. Six more episodes. Yeah. So, Damn. well, see, that right there, Bobby's dead. No, 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 no. Bobby's dead? Not yet. I, 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 I fully... I have no doubt he will be, <laughs> but I don't think he is yet. Yeah, I think I heard the uh, the pain scream of no <laughs> when uh, from Jason when uh, he finally watched the episode. And uh, yes, I got a, a whimper and a sniff. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I think I got the exact same text that you did. So yes. that's weird. I could hear crying through a text message. <laughs> yeah. No emoticons or anything no. like that. It's just actually tears coming through my screen. Yeah. And going, oh. Holy crap, it's wet. <laughs> but the, um, what's another way? Oh, the Greensleeves uh, storyline happened quickly. Oh, the, that pimp dude. The pimp. Yeah. That, so he had the the evidence on the, the preacher that was... Uh, that's right. Okay. Uh, that's why they went to go uh, lay the lay the muscle on the uh, the pimp. And they got a new girl for uh, Diosa. Yep. So they uh, rebuild that again. Again, I like. The, <laughs> I see who's talking about when he's talking to you, uh, Alvarez, about that. It goes talking about the uh, the, the the benefits of Diosa. He goes, yeah, as long as you can withstand the occasional Chinese blowback. <laughs> yeah. He's looking at all the bullet holes in the walls, and mm -hmm. that, that was that was a funny little react interaction. So I'm really liking Nero's character. Yes, you know, he is almost like a center, you know, for for sanity. You know, and you can see people swirling around him, but yeah. nobody's grabbing. You no. know, well, he said he. He is so aware of what's going on, and he wants to get the fuck out in the worst way possible. Yeah. He's willing to sell his half of Diosa to Alvarez. And, like, behind Jax's back kind of thing. Jax is going to freak the fuck out when he uh, finds out about that. Yep. And. Well, he did try to sell it to Jax. He did. And Jax kind of said, no, 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 you wait, because it'll get better. Yeah. That's not a yes um, or a no. Said, he said, Nero wants out, like, yesterday. Mm -hmm. And I I can see that ending poorly, too. Well, yeah. <laughs> I don't see a lot of happy endings. No, no, no. Yeah. Like, um, you know, the way the way things work... I could actually see Sutter not killing a single son at the end of it, and they actually ride off into the sunset, so to speak, and everything's fine and dandy at the end of it. I know that's not how 
Macbethans. Yep. But everybody knows that. And Sutter knows everybody knows. Well, he said in an interview he sees two of the members dying. Well. And I do, I honestly think one of them will be Bobby. Yeah. But I, I can, don't want Bobby to die, though. Neither do I. No. Um, Technically, don't want any of them to die. Well. Even Juice. I don't want Juice to die. Juice has done too much to keep living. Ever since season four, he's been a wimp. Yeah. Yeah. He said it this season. He said, I'm a coward. Yeah. So he he got, he, his, his, he just all went completely sideways for Juice. And there's only one way to end uh, that storyline. Yeah. Because it started with the coke and the, yep. you know, the whole uh, cartel. Yep. They had that little bit of evidence on him about his dad. Yeah. Does it. He goes in. He steals the coat, comes back out. Then he tells Chibs what they have on him. He goes, it doesn't matter. It's what matters is what's on your birth certificate. It says Hispanic. It's like, oh, okay. Why didn't you do that right from the beginning? <laughs> Dodo head. Well. But ever since then, he's just spiraled. No, he's, he's completely lost control of everything that is even remotely controlled, like close to reality. Yeah. And just... I don't know. Well, then he started backing Clay when Clay was going crazy. Yeah. You know, then turned on Clay for Jax. So, again, you, now, once he's done that, he's proven that you can't trust him. Yeah. And now, what do you do? Mm-hmm. And, well, it's just like the one of the ones from a uh, scene from The Orange is the New Black. Um, the uh, the Vivian character, the Vi character. When she was leading the, the the black girls in the uh, the contraband, she gets uh, oh, what's her name? Uh, anyways, she gets one of the white girls to uh, rat out somebody else, and then the white girl goes, "Well, okay, it looks like I'm part of the family." She goes, "No, you're not. Why would I trust you? You're a rat." That kind of thing. Okay, so, yep. I haven't seen that show yet. Oh, you haven't seen Orange? I haven't either. Jason gave it to us. We just haven't watched it. Yeah. Two seasons. Yep, two seasons out. Really good. It's, it's really It's on good Netflix, series. so we'll watch it on there. And I've also said... Uh, Yar. <laughs> uh, on Netflix, what is it? Hemlock Grove is supposed to be really good. That is good. really good. That is really, really good. i got to watch that now, too. Yeah. Too many shows to watch. Well, see, that's the thing. Um, we've got... I really... I have to get back into American Horror Story. American Horror Story. I haven't been able to start it yet either. No, I, I watched the first couple... First couple episodes of the first season. It was really, really good. And I liked it. And just other things got in the way. And now... They're self-contained stories. Oh, yeah. They're perfect. It's almost reminiscent of the of a BBC series. How the BBC will go, okay, here's seven episodes of this. Boom, story's done. Moving on. And this one is uh, called Freak Show. Yep. And I guess circus. Yeah. So there's this, a clown this in there that looks freaky, shifty or twisty. Or I didn't catch the name. I think it was Twisty. I think Twisty yeah. the clown. Everybody's going absolutely bonkers about this guy. So that's. I think my favorite part about this whole series is that they use the same actors. Yeah. And they tell different stories. Well, why not? You know? 
Some come, some go, but there's a majority of them that are the same. Famke Jensen. Is she in this season? Uh, oh, Hemlock Grove. Okay, yeah, she's yeah. in Hemlock Grove. Sorry. I said just keep mixing them. <laughs> <laughs> but no, like, and so far I think my favorite one was the second one, um, in Asylum. Yeah. That was okay. wicked. Yeah. And there was Coven, and then finally this one. Yeah. There's like, oh, <laughs> I got to watch that. I got to watch True Detective. I got to oh, keep. Oh, damn. I know. I got to keep watching Gotham. Got to keep watching uh, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. I have to keep watching Sons. Walking Dead. Uh, it's just. You know, it's sad in a way, but I'm glad Sons is ending because that'll free up a little time. <laughs> <laughs> and now a word from our sponsors. Before 1971, a young S. Sadie Burbank could only imagine a simple American life as a loving wife and mother. That was her goal when she first married in 1959 at the age of 18, but with the wild social revolution of the 1960s, Burbank's idea of a perfect life would quickly change as she left behind her family to begin a new existence of her own. Her journey would find her on a plane headed toward her new lover, Steve, who was halfway across the world, waiting her arrival in a small bush camp in the country of Liberia. Once there, Sadie is greeted with a fascinating, strange world and plunges herself into the exotic land of the bush. But less than six months later, Sadie would realize all was not as it seemed, and Steve was not the man she fell in love with. Burbank found herself desperately seeking escape from the camp and her lover as she raced back to Robertsfield Airport, literally running for her life. Based on an unbelievably true story by S. Sadie Burbank, Red Hills, Green Vines, and Dried Monkey Meat for Dinner is a manuscript of Burbank's adventurous and deadly experience during a time filled with sex, drugs, and murder. Now available in paperback and hardback. For more information, log into www.redhills.us. Are you looking for a new book, comic, or apparel from your favorite MythWorks or independent creators? Then you're in the right place. Introducing the all-new redesigned MythMart store. Now bigger, badder, better. Sign up and become a member and receive 10 to 50% off on selected items. Get the all-new Terry D. Shearer's Bloody Hell t-shirt, or non-members can pick up one of our e-books for only $4.95. Or go into the past and relive the 90s with MythWorks Comics Classics for $3.99. The new MythMart. Bigger, badder, better. Visit MythMart at www.mythworks.com slash MythMart. Or find us on Facebook for extra savings. Do you own a business or have an item you want to sling? Do you want a chance to reach potential customers? Do you want to make some extra cash? Then here's your chance. For $50, you can have a one to two minute commercial featured on each of our shows for an entire month. With six shows a week, that's only $2.09 per podcast. Plus, for an extra 10 bucks, your item will be placed into MythMart. So sit back and relax as they handle all stages of transactions. 
contact our ad department at info at And plus, I'm on top of Survivor, too. Oh, you're a big Survivor fan. I am I a Survivor junkie, yeah. yes. And because I remember you you have a, a friend in another town you go to watch Survivor with. My friend Jen, yep. <laughs> yeah, she was actually supposed to come down this week, but then she forgot. And uh, this weekend, right now, she's at a Steelers game. Oh, okay. Yeah, so she was planning for the trip. She goes, oh, uh, can we do it another time? <laughs> well, if it wasn't the Steelers, I'd say no, but all right. <laughs> no. Yeah. No. Get over here. <laughs> to watch football on TV. <sighs> but the the, the, the the dynamic they've added now for Survivor with Blood versus Water, it's brutal. Because they basically bring, the first time they did it, they had returning people yeah. with their loved ones. Yeah. Okay. And they divide them into two tribes. Oh. The returning people and the loved ones. Oh. And now they've done it with it's all new people, but two people come and then they divide them off. Yeah. And the hard thing is, sure, your team just won immunity. One of those loved ones is going home. Oh. You know? What a bunch of dicks. Exactly. So they, because you can see it too, when they bring out the one tribe, then here's your first look at the new whatever tribe and so-and-so gone home. Then they cut right over to the loved one who's now like tearing oh, up. And, yep. Yeah. Oh, it's just a wicked dynamic. Even to start the game. Okay. They got two tribes. There's 18 people, nine and nine. Yeah. So they do this rock, paper, scissors. This guy gets picked for the first challenge. He goes, okay, you're going to compete against your wife. <laughs> He's like, oh, okay. And he goes, and the losers going to Exile Island. Which is just a hunk of rock with no food, no shelter, nothing. Oh, wow. Yes. So the husband won, and he's starting to tear up going, oh, crap, I'm sending my wife to this desolate, you know, island for two days. It's like, wow. Like, it really put a huge impact into the game that wasn't there for a long time. (laughs) I don't know who thought of it, but they were thinking. Some some sadist somewhere. I got an idea. (laughs) We'll crush them. Yes. Some psychologist goes, have you tried this? (laughs) This will mess with their head forever. Yeah, that sounds pretty cool. Oh, yeah. It's wicked. I, you know, the first couple seasons, uh, it was interesting because it was new. Yeah. And then I completely dropped off after that because it, it... to me, it became the same old, same old. They tried to add things here and there, and sometimes it was cool, and you know, but it was the basic, yeah, similar. Like I like the the concept of Exile Island, and that's where one person would get voted off. When you're voted off, you go to the island, right? But you're not gone yet. The next person gets voted off, goes to the Exile Island, then those two compete to stay. Ah, and then at a certain point, that person can come back. Gotcha. Not the case here now because no. it's just a place to go. Yeah, you know, they exile you. They did it really well in the first Blood versus Water because they would have the person voted off to Exile Island. They would come to compete, right? Well, the loved one could switch spots if they wanted to. Oh, okay. So that their loved one was back in the game and they were the ones struggling to stay in the game. Gotcha. So that added a cool little dynamic. Yeah, that's pretty neat. But still not going to watch. No. No. You just. <laughs> I tried. I know. Sorry, Jeff. I tried. <laughs> Oh, you and Jeff Probst are tight? Uh, no, no. Uh, I wouldn't, you know, push that show for anything. <laughs> Damn it. Rob Bellamy. <laughs> there goes my royalty check. Yep. 
Well, you tried. I did. Yeah. All right. Um, so what else did I Did I see anything interesting? Nope. Yeah, I'm... No, I think uh, I said I'm caught up on on the show. Oh, uh, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Yeah, still haven't caught up on that. <laughs> they had... They had probably one of the funniest lines Zombie Coulson uh, had. It ended up they had two Hydra agents, and they had these things where basically they could steal somebody's identity. They put a mask on, and then they basically start looking like that guy. Dark so, Man. Yeah. So, yeah, it's owned by Merle, too, isn't it? So, okay, that's where that comes from. So, um, one of the Hydra agents... Uh, does um, uh, May gets May's look? Aunt May? No, no. Oh, May the Ming Nan Wen, the the cavalry of gotcha, the, the totally kick-ass Chinese lady uh, gets gets her image, and she tries to trick Coulson, and Coulson's kind of not in with like eagles. Yeah, so after this is done, you think maybe. Uh, we can go get our go get a coffee or something like that, and the Hydra agent goes, "Yeah, I think we I think we can do that." And Coulson goes, "Oh, that's what I thought." Bam! Just punches her right in the <laughs> face, and I'm just going, "Whoa!" <laughs> and the and they start brawling, and then so it's Coulson and the Hydra agent May brawling in a hotel hallway. In the hotel room, there's the real Agent May. And another Hydra agent brawling in there. Well, uh, some somehow, some way, everybody it all spills out into the hallway, and the male Hydra agent fucks off, and uh, May start is squaring off against the Hydra May, and Coulson's standing here. She May goes, "Go get him! I got this." Coulson stands there, goes, "I've always wanted to see this," <laughs> <laughs> because. Agent May standing there in this, like, uh, silver uh, slip negligee kind of thing. And just like, damn, Ming-Na Wen for a 50-year-old woman is smoking hot. Mm-hmm. And just like, oh, yeah, I got to go get this guy. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's what I was doing. That's it. <laughs> I got to get caught up on that show. It is, uh, it's fun. They're making their own mythology. They're, they're, they're bringing in, uh, like, the Absorbing Man. Oh sweet! Yeah, so he's the uh, the the main bad guy for the last little arc that they've uh, are using. So the um, um, uh, da, 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 da. I want, anyways. I gotta get go, caught go up. watch Agents of Shield. Yes, I so. gotta get caught up. Yeah, I haven't seen that. I haven't seen Gotham. I haven't seen Gotham. No. Oh, dude, there's a thing out this week. The the vial mm-hmm. says venom. Okay. The tagline is this stuff has been the bane of Gotham for oh, oh nice. nice. Well, Constantine was out last night or the night before it premiered. Oh, damn it. Yep. Okay, I, I wanted to watch Constantine too. Yeah, I gotta I gotta find that. Yeah, that's another one. Just, because I saw on Facebook or somewhere they had it posted. It was a picture of Castiel from Supernatural and John Constantine. Yeah. Okay, who wears the jacket better? <laughs> <laughs> I said I might have to go with Constantine. 
I gotta watch it first. If it's like the comic, oh man, I loved it. Oh yeah, the said you might run into trouble with that girl from uh, last year's cosplay. Oh, she was wicked. She was a very good uh, Castiel. Yes, I'm actually looking forward to uh, this year's. Yeah, just. I was looking at the pictures of the um, the Four City Comic Con, the one in London, mm-hmm. and they had theirs a couple weeks ago or a weekend. I think weekend it was last weekend. Ago? Last weekend, and it looked phenomenal. Centennial Hall is a beautiful place to be holding something like that. It's big. Yeah, yeah. And they had, they had what twenty five hundred people show up for their first ever con. Really? Yeah. Wow, that's good. That was fantastic. Because I, one of the ones they're talking about, um, I think it was one of the organizers, I was on the, the Facebook group, he goes, we exceeded our expectations of attendance by two to three times. Mm-hmm. I was like, damn. That's what we need to do. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> so I think uh, I think Chris went to that. So Yeah, he was a vendor there. Yeah. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, that's cool. So maybe we said he's picking up some ideas there and doing yep. some networking. Um, speaking of that, I said uh, I talked to you, John Miori. He's all gung ho for uh, coming up. I can't so wait. He's excited about it. So Jack Thomas Smith is still biting at the bit to get there too. Oh, is he? Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, he's going to bring infliction to screen. Nice. Yep. Nice. And uh, we're still working on that guest. Oh, that guest. Oh. People. We said if you, we talked about. Uh, yeah, thank you. <laughs> we uh, <laughs> talked to Chris today about uh, the idea that you and I had about yeah. the the uh, podcast Q and A. Yeah, thinks that's an awesome idea. Yeah, so we'll be able to do a Q and A with this person and then nice. broadcast it as a movie madhouse episode. Sweet. That'll get us another ten more people. Exactly, <laughs> maybe eleven. <laughs> I think we could go eleven. Eleven. I know. Ooh, wow. Talk about recent easy. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So, shall we get to news? Let's do some news. Guys. Yeah, we're at fifty-five. Yeah. There's a little bit of news. A little bit of news. That's what Charlie Cox is going to look like as Daredevil. He's got cool red glasses, as Daredevil would. Yes. No, he said he is a lawyer. So Matt Murdock would be more lawyer-esque, I would think. Mm-hmm. And he's got kind of clean cut with the, uh, oh, there he is, his daredevil. All shadowy and. Oh, it's kind of like a cloth over his whole head. It's not like a mask. Oh, okay. Oh, do you know who did something like like, like a veil kind of thing? Uh, Grifter. Remember Grifter from Wildcats? Yep. That's. He's now part of DC. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, when Jim Lee got absorbed into uh, DC, I think he brought a. All his Wildcats imprint with him. I still find that whole thing hysterical. Oh, yeah? Oh, the whole Image Comics. (laughs) They founded Image Comics because they didn't like to be told what to do with characters. Yeah. And then Image Comics took off, and they hired more people, and then they had to tell these people not to mess with their characters. Yeah. Which is exactly the position they were in. That's that's the way it is. Yeah. And that, that, that will always happen. And he said, it, it's the pyramid scheme. He said, it has to happen, though. Like, you have to have at least someone or a group in charge of Character. where it's going. Absolutely. You I know? agree wholeheartedly. And some of these guys, like, the, the creator character, creator created or creator owned characters, 
they will be protected. Like even if you even if you do start image comics, even in house, when somebody wants to, okay, I'm going to kill Grifter. Jim Lee's going to go. The fuck you are. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> oh, well, I need to, I need him to die to finish off the storyline. Well, you're changing your storyline. Yep, Grifter's not dead. No, Grifter. Yeah, because then anybody and everybody can start killing off characters and. Like Dave's going to have in Who's the Boss coming up. This I was texting him, yeah. and he said, he goes, you know a series creates a lot of stir when I have to revive a dead podcast just to talk <laughs> about the storyline. <laughs> so the death of Wolverine is that storyline. So I haven't read it. I, I don't know. I haven't read it. Uh, I haven't listened to the podcast yet. Um, I don't think it's up yet because I was talking to him yesterday and yeah. the house was quiet, so he was going to record it. Oh, okay. Yeah. So now, stay tuned. It, it probably probably wasn't quiet for very long once he got on the. Uh, oh no! I, you're no. going to do what to who? Yeah. He's... Well, they they always have to do. Like I said, when they turn Thor female. Okay, a lot of people went bananas over that. Um, if. I know a great deal of the Norse mythology. They actually had to. One time, Thor lost his hammers. the uh, The giant stole it. To get it back, he had to dress like one of the female gods and pretend to get married to get his hammer back, which was all Loki's idea. <laughs> I believe that. Yeah. <laughs> Goddamn Loki. <laughs> okay. Well, the Lego Movie is going to have a spinoff with Batman. I, I oh okay. I heard one thing about that that Kevin Smith is making a, a cameo appearance in the Lego Batman movie. This has got to be it. Yeah, I, because, yeah. Like, I just I know I heard that. I went. Everybody's going. Why is Kevin Smith in a Lego in a Batman movie? Anyways, like as Kevin Smith, not a character or anything like that. So. Mm-hmm. I have no idea. <laughs> but it looks good. It's, they've given the green light to it. Um, according to the report, Will Arnett's already on board to do the voice. Perfect. So, yeah, that's going to be cool. Yeah, He did the voice in the in all the other Lego ones, right? Will Arnett did? Well, it's just the one Lego movie. Okay. No, who, oh, they've had Batman before. Did they not have uh, voiceover work for... Oh, yeah. It wasn't Will Arnett that did it, though. No? Okay. No. I know what you're thinking of, like the Lego uh, Batman yeah. video games yeah. and stuff like that. Yeah, no. It wasn't Will Arnett. Oh, okay. I don't know who it was. Kevin Connolly? That would be sweet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we touched on this last week. Dave Bautista has been uh, hired to be the villain in the new Bond movie. Yeah. Let me see here. Bautista is the man for the job and has already signed on to play the character known only as Hinks. Filming is set to begin 6th of December, uh, so expect further information later on. It's due to come out October 23rd, 2015. I would love to see him uh, revive Jaws or... Uh, odd Job. Odd Job. Yeah. He's more of an Odd Job yeah. build. <laughs> yeah. Not quite tall enough for Jaws. No. Wonder Woman's origin story is coming out in the new Batman, Superman fiasco. Fiasco. <laughs> yes. Uh, Wonder Woman will be presented as a demigod, continuing to explain that she is the daughter of Zeus. Uh, okay. Uh, something of a departure from the Amazonian legend of the character's initial origin story, which yeah, are created would... by Hippolytia. Okay, th- that's some bullshit right there, because you're taken away from the strong female lead. 
you're taking away it's a taking away from a feminine strong feminine role if she gets her power from zeus again the feminists are going to go absolutely crazy about this oh the, the mm-hmm. patriarchal uh giving them of this they can't they can't not help themselves well yeah especially because she's getting her power from a guy yeah from zeus yeah yeah whereas the amazonians were anti-man they had their own they were a culture all their all to themselves yeah you know but mm. they just they just can't seem to handle the strong female leads or characters. The only one they haven't really messed with is Black Widow. She's still somewhat independent. Yes, but they said she is. She's still a minor character. Yeah, she's in the periphery for a, a, a lot of that stuff. Yeah, it seems like she's major. Like a major part of that storyline. But she really, in the grand scheme of things, doesn't really do. An edge player. Yeah. Yeah. God, I'm burying myself. (laughs) (laughs) No, you're doing great. (laughs) Well, luckily, my future ex-wife is coming back to the main screen, to the big screen. Katie Sackhoff? Oh, my other ex-wife. Oh. Kate Beckinsale. Oh. Yes. (laughs) Uh, Kate Beckinsale will return in uh, the Underworld franchise. Really? Yes. Len Wiseman has been discussing the future of the Underworld franchise and has suggested that Kate Beckinsale will be returning to the role of Celine for at least one more outing. Uh, it had been previously been... Re- oh, <laughs> what'd you do? I touched it. Don't do that. That's what my mother said. <laughs> Don't get the, get the squirt bottle out. Stop touching it. <laughs> Uh, and it previously been reported that Beckinsale would not be on board the fifth episode, but from the sounds of Wiseman's comments, that won't be the case. There are some characters who we really liked that would be in kind of a spinoff like we did with Rise of the Lycans. Then we have another film in the works with Kate as well. Well, yeah, that sounds like she's in. <laughs> and then there's the television series, says Wiseman, teasing us still further. Wow. I, I you know. Why not? A television it. series. They're twenty four seven programming now. You have to have so much. Oh yeah, so much content. So you may as well go with a, a, an established franchise. Yeah, because if it's not new, then they got to show reruns, and yeah. people prefer new. Yeah, yeah. Well, Jay Courtney has been discussing Terminator Genesis and says that the new film will act as a reset. I think we discussed this just a touch last time. I think I lost my mind over this one. Yeah, people want to know if it's a sequel or a reboot, and a word that kind of came to me is more of a reset. Okay, what's so different than a reboot? The awesome thing about when you play with time travel, we can kind of get away with, you know, maybe we've introduced to a world that audiences know, but circumstances can change, and that shifts the course of everything. So, yeah, they're doing a Days of Future Past. Yeah. And I think I had a stroke the last time we talked about this. And I just I like think uh, you did. Yeah, you were twitching on the floor for a while. Yeah. It, it, okay. It's a reboot. Say it's a reboot. Don't <laughs> no, no, no. mince around and It's a reset. No. No, there's no such animals. <laughs> Apparently now there's a reset. Uh, because of X-Men, there's a reset. Damn you, X-Men singer. Yes, because now all those previous movies didn't just not happen. They happened. But didn't happen. But now they're not fact anymore. Yeah, not in continuity. Right, see? It's a different timeline. 
take a page out of that book, Star Wars. Uh, <laughs> I knew it would wrap the bitterness yeah. around. <laughs> I'm okay now. <sighs> Michael Keaton says he would play Batman again. Hell yeah. Why wouldn't he? Uh, he's been reminiscing about the time he's... Batman and says he would redon the cape and cowl if the chance of a reunion with Tim Burton ever presented itself. Oh, that'll never happen. Tim Burton didn't want to do it in the first place. Uh, if it was Tim Burton directing, clarified Keaton, in a heartbeat. Tim in the movies really invented the whole dark superhero thing. Oh. He started everything, and some of the guys who have done these movies since then don't say that, and they're wrong. Mm, well. Okay, in movies... Tim did darken it up, but I think okay, it was, this is the first Batman. The Burton Batman was the first one that we saw since Adam West. Exactly. Okay. So anything's darker anything, than exactly <laughs> anything that hits the screen is going to be darker than the camp fest that Batman 66 was. Yep. So saying that Tim Burton invented this. No, Tim Burton just turned a camera on. That's what that was. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Saying he invented the superhero genre? Oh, seriously? Yeah, Michael. Mm. I know you're trying to get Beetlejuice 2 made. But... Yeah. Well, let's just, you know, jump on to the next one. A.V.R. Bardem is Ooh. in negotiations. A.V.R. Bardem? No Country for Old Men. Oh, okay. Yes, he's negotiating the villain role in Pirates of the Caribbean 5. You know, I think I heard something about this, and I am okay with that. Yes. Um, where does it say here? Ports Bardem is currently negotiating with Disney to play the villain of the piece, a ghost captain who blames Sparrow for the death of his beloved brother. Yeah. Christopher Waltz had initially been linked to the role, but Disney has thought to made an offer to the Spanish actor whose wife, Penelope Cruz, appeared in the last installment. Christoph Waltz, they offered? Yep. Oh, I said Christopher, didn't I? Yeah. Oops. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's set to open July 7th of next well, year. Okay, it's not a show without you mangling somebody's name. Exactly. So. <laughs> Me and John Travolta, we got it going on. <laughs> the Russo brothers are in line to direct Avengers 3 and 4. Oh! No, keep going. I just, brothers, reminded me of some. so keep going. Uh, okay, they're set to direct Avengers 3 and 4. What you got? Okay, um, <laughs> <laughs> sorry. No, uh, um, do you remember the See No Evil, the Kane? Mm -hmm. Okay. There's a See No Evil 2 out right now. Yeah. Did you see who was the directors? No. The Soska sisters from American Mary. No way. Yeah. So this... That little bit of information has got me intrigued about See No Evil 2. I'd be curious to see it. Absolutely. Because I know they were talking, I think it was on a wrestling site. They're talking about, talking to Kane about working with the Saskas. And he goes, yeah, they brought a different uh, perspective to. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Huh? Really? I think. So that has actually got me intrigued to see. I might have to watch it too. Yeah, because the Saskas was that American Mary, just like wow. Yeah, but see, they were just in it. They didn't have any, uh, you know. They had input. Did they? Yeah. Oh, then I stand corrected. Yeah. Never mind. <laughs> Ignore me. <laughs> Okay. Well, yeah, the Russos are set to direct three and four, um, where they're going to be bringing in the Civil War storyline. That's the big rumor right now. Yeah. 
the Civil War storyline focuses on a diverse piece of government legislation that demands the registration and service of anyone possessing superpowers. Yep. Cap and Iron Man come down on either side of the fence, leading yep. to an all-out war between the two heroes. Oh. Oh. Uh-oh. Age of Ultron? Thor has to go away. Does he? Because Thor is not in Civil War. No. Well, I think we talked about that too. They their contracts only call for a, sim, a certain number of episodes yeah. or movies, I movies. guess. So they're now trying to place them strategically. So yeah. maybe Chris will be out of three, just for that reason. Yeah. And speaking of uh, Avengers: Age of Ultron, did you see the trailer? Yes. <laughs> oh yeah, we'll get to that one. Too. Okay. Yeah. I was going to say. <laughs> uh, let me see here. Naomi Rappus. I don't know her, but I guess she was in the first Prometheus. She's been talking Prometheus 2 and has hinted at the new villains we can expect to see in the forthcoming sequel. With Ridley Scott having recently suggested the Xenomorphs won't feature next time around, it remains to be seen what their chief antagonist of the film will be. The architects. Um, oops. Whoa. That's what it looks like because there's a picture of them. Yeah. I, would, I wouldn't go with the architects as the uh, main antagonist. She can't go to Earth. There's nothing left for her there. Oh, wait a minute. You know what? What? I don't think she was in the first one. I think she's taken over Charlize's role. Ah. All right. Yeah, because didn't Charlize die? No, she got in the ship and took off. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's a, talking about aliens. Um, oh, that's a, the... Uh, um, my son Parker keeps watching these uh, YouTube video game uh, walkthroughs of the uh, the alien uh, thing. I think it's called Alien Isolation. Yeah, and he keeps trying to tell me alien mythology and stuff like that. I'm going, son, just <laughs> preaching to the choir. Yeah, I said, okay, I I've known this stuff before you were even born. So, and I picked up a cool magazine. Uh, it's called Rue Morgue. Here, and it's a it's a horror magazine. I've heard of it. I love this magazine. It's a yeah. They have it's uh, this this edition is a, a, a tribute to H.R. Giger. Oh, cool! Yeah, so it's got a bunch of uh, I got a, I haven't been able to read it yet, but it's got a bunch of the it's got the big ass xenomorph on the cover and just gorgeous artwork. I just can't wait to tear into that article. Oh, see, I got to see that. Yeah. Let's see here. Okay, I got a couple more up here. The Harry Potter spinoff, that uh, oh, the, fantan- Fantastic Beasts, somewhere yep, to find them. Yep. It's going to be at least a trilogy. I am not that surprised. The book is like seven pages long. Well, so was The Hobbit. What? The Hobbit's like seven billion pages long. The Hobbit? Yes. It's like this. No. No, wait, no. No. Yeah, sorry. You might want to check yourself there, pal. You're thinking of the Lord of the Rings. Don't throw facts into this, okay? <laughs> don't, don't let a good fact get in the way of a good story. Exactly. <laughs> well, she's going to stretch it out into a trilogy. Oh, of course she is. Everything you, has to be trilogies. Make another billion dollars off of it. And we have here the first trailer for Chris Hemsworth in Heart of the Sea. Have you ever been to sea, Billy? No, oh, but I've been blown ashore. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> Make that bigger. Thank you. Oh, pirate ship. Is this like Mutiny on the Bounty? 
Oh, it's supposed to be Moby Dick. Oh, call Moby Dick then. What, 21 men encountered? Big giant blue screen. Become one of the greatest true stories. Moby Dick was not a true story. Ever told. We were headed for the edge of sanity. Did we just time travel? Like we were <laughs> apparitions, phantoms. Trust gave way to doubt. Give me a little more of that. Thank you. Hope to superstition. He does not have his... Ron Howard. Yeah. guys are so totally dead now. Yep. Comes the story of the men. Robinson Caruso? Who faced the myth, Moby Dick. The tragedy of the Essex is the story of men. No. I don't know. No. You know what it is? Jaws. But it's a whale. Oh, okay. So is Sharktopus. <laughs> <laughs> it's a whale, dude. No. It is terrible. <laughs> Bad. Well, I'm trying to figure out if it's a true story or is it Moby Dick? <laughs> it is as true. <laughs> the true story that made Moby Dick. Oh, uh, okay. How's that? Yeah. Does that make more sense? No, not no, really. Not at risk. It's Jaws. Yeah. <laughs> With a whale. Mr. Del Toro is already planning for Pack Rim 3. Okay. Yes. Uh, he may have enough on his plate to ensure Pac Rim 2 is still way off, but that hasn't stopped the director from making plans for a potential third film in the series. Uh, you know, I'm intrigued to see where they take Pac Rim 2 because they, in the end of Pacific Rim, they shut that door to like completely lock off the bad guys. Yeah. Where do you get more bad guys? Are you going to have the uh, Jaegers fight each other? Well, it kind of defeats the purpose of... Uh, exactly. Unless there's a rogue element of kaiju floating around somewhere. I doubt it. Yes. <laughs> Godzilla, maybe? Ooh. Cross-franchise. Yeah. I don't see that happening either. <laughs> well, Wonder Woman, uh, Gal Gadot, and Pedro Pascal are being eyed up for the Ben-Hur remake. They, um, really? Yes. Well, I know they're looking at, was it the um, um, Christian Bale's doing the Moses Exodus? Yep. So are we now getting our cycle of uh, epic uh, biblical movies? That's what it's looking like. Yeah. Noah came out. Yeah. Yes. I forgot about that one. Noah. We got Exodus. Morgan Freeman's going to be in this too. He will play... Uh, Oh, wait, Jack Houston has already been cast as the title role. Morgan Freeman will play his mentor. And Morgan Freeman's everybody's mentor. Yeah, he is. Uh, I don't know. Oh, and Pascal's in talks to play uh, Pontius Pilate. 
Oh. He's supposed to have a bigger role in this film than he did in the original. Uh, uh, yeah. Rewrites, obviously. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Rewriting the Bible? <sighs> sure, why not? <laughs> Star Wars Episode Seven is about three weeks away from principal photography being completed. Whoa. Yes. They said there's been enough drone and uh, leak footage, so you're getting a good idea of what some of the uh, the props and the uh, scenery is going to look like. Oh, yeah, there's been a lot of that. Yeah. And they did that little blurb to show Warwick Davis is coming back for a cameo. That was cute. Yeah. The, uh, what are your feelings on this? Warwick, the, the getting close to the... Uh, I don't know. See, it really bothered me. I was in the bookstore last week, and one of the new books is out. But it's a universe I don't know. Yeah. You know, my universe is dead. And Well, that, if it's dead, then it means you're open to the new universe. Well, that's just it. I got to watch it and see, you know, like I'm still going to go see it. Like I still love the Star Wars universe. Yeah. It just chaps your ass at the, oh, uh... I can hardly sit sometimes. I got to tell you. <laughs> I'm never watching Star Wars again. I hate them. We can't hear her. Now check she this out. She said that you said that. No, you... no, no, no. I didn't say that. Will Smith. Tom Hardy and Margot Robbie are close to signing for Suicide Squad. <laughs> yes. They, Warner oh, Brothers may Tom have just Tom Hardy re... I wonder Tom... if he is as Bane. Why not? Could do it. Yeah. That... We don't really know But see, Catwoman killed him at the end of... That would pull the whole Chris Nolan Batman into this new universe. Uh, he could be KG Beast. I think he'd be better as Deadshot. Oh, yeah. Who would Will Smith be? Uh, let me see. Don't Harley Quinn. What's that? Harley Quinn. <laughs> it's Harley Quinn. <laughs> Gal Gadot. The, uh, Gal Gadot can be KG Beast. There we go. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it doesn't give any ideas on who will yeah. be who. But it's set to premiere August 5th, 2016. Oh, right. too bad Jason's not here. <laughs> oh, God. Hasbro confirms My Little Pony movie. Hasbro's announced its latest big screen nostalgia fest will be a brand new adaption of My Little Pony <sighs> set to arrive in 2017. That's going to make so much money for all the wrong reasons. Yep. <laughs> I like this. Hopefully Hasbro will enjoy better success than was met with the big screen release of the disastrous Battleship back in 2012. Well, no shit. Really? Who wants to see a movie about a board game? I'm going to see Connect Four next week. <laughs> yeah. Part of the problem. Uh, let me see here. Miles Teller talks surprises in the Fantastic Four. Oh. Um, I am so not interested in this fan- this version of the Fantastic Four. Just, be- just on principle alone. Let me see here. While the pressure of tackling such a beloved franchise might be intimidating for some, Teller seems to be taking it more all in stride. If you're making a movie for the fans, you're kind of missing it, says the star. I think you have to do it for yourself and kind of tell the story you want to tell and then hope people kind of gravitate towards it. No, you fool. That always works. (laughs) You have a built-in audience. Play to the audience. Ay, ay, ay. What? Idiot. Idiot. (laughs) Okay. Why are these people trying to reinvent the wheel? 
because that's what you have to do nowadays. Okay, it's Fantastic Four. Yep. Okay, they have a gigantic catalog and backstory to draw from. Yeah, but it's been done, so it's got to be new. No. No. Sh- no, sh- nobody cares about a new Fantastic Four. Sh- they want Reed Rich. They- no, no. I will not be shut. <laughs> <laughs> I have someone at work that does that to me all the time. <laughs> I'm just trying to ask her a question. She's going, shh. <laughs> I don't get her either. <laughs> Let's see here. What else do we have? Eli Roth will executive produce Cabin Fever remake. Which is good and bad. Yeah. It's good. It's Eli Roth. But yeah. why are they remaking Cabin Fever? Well, it's due. What? Sure. <laughs> why not? It's been, what, 14 years? 10 years? I don't think it's been that long, has it? 25 years? Cabin Ten. Fever? 10 years? It doesn't say how long ago it came out. But I thought it was relatively new. Nah, I, th- I thought it was... Uh... <clears throat> Let's see what I can find. Yeah. No, it's due for a remake anyway. 2002. I guess 12 years. Holy crap. It's older than I thought. Who's the man? Me. No. I looked it up. No. <laughs> yes, I did. I made you look it up. Yeah, that's true. Too. <laughs> uh, Warner Brothers moves towards Conjuring 2 in 2016. What? The studio has previously been remarkably bullish regarding the series, having begun development on a sequel before the first film had even been released. Uh, um, the first film was followed by the recent spinoff, Annabelle. Uh, perhaps Warners are now wary of franchise fatigue because they will now be a two-year wait before Patrick Wilson and Vera Faminga return for the first sequel proper. I don't know about a sequel to The Conjuring. Like, how do you do a sequel to that? They solve that mystery. I think they're going to base on the two characters that... The Warrens? Yeah. Then it's yeah. not really the Conjuring. Yeah, well, like, then... Well, they call it the Conjuring because it's already established. Yeah. So instead of trying to create a brand new uh, franchise altogether, we'll just tack it on to that. Well, maybe. The Conjuring 2, The Rise of the Warrens. <laughs> yeah, no doubt, too. <laughs> Uh, let's see here. Next one. James Gunn teases new additions in Guardian of the Galaxy 2. It's going to be really surprising open. What happens is all the characters are killed in the first 10 minutes, joke Gunn, <laughs> in really horribly brutal fashion. He then wanted to confirm that all five of the original Guardians would indeed be returning for round two, while revealing that there would also be some new members along for the ride. I spent all day on the first of all... Uh, sorry. I spent all day on 1 August, I don't know what that means, the day the first movie was released, writing Guardians 2. I was so excited about it and was finally able to let uh, go of that last one and begin the second one. I always saw this as a universe, not just a story. However, Gunn did confirm that despite his character's abilities to travel to far-flung galaxies, there will be no Star Wars crossover on the horizon. (gasps) Bullshit. Star Wars was a long time ago, he says. It would have to be a time travel show. Oh, God. <laughs> Star Trek. Well, that could happen. Yeah. Let me see here. We got a few more things here. Billy Bob Thornton says Bad Santa 2 won't be as good as the original. Oh, no. So, why? Well, the first one was hilarious. 
Billy Bob Thornton has been speaking about forthcoming sequel Bad Santa 2, and despite looking forward to the project, is refreshingly frank about how it will measure up against the original. We're just waiting for a script, you know, says Thornton. We're never going to beat the first one, but you got to get as close as you can. We just can't go and do it halfway, so we're waiting for something that's close enough. I'll... It'll do real well, I imagine, and people will say, well, it wasn't as good as the first one. And we'll say, yeah, we knew it wouldn't be, but I think it should be fun. And I think people who like the first one will enjoy it, and hopefully we'll get it off. Yeah. All right. Are we running out of time? We're running out of time. Paul Rubin says a new Pee Wee Herman movie is imminent. (laughs) Yeah, because people have been just, you know... Clamoring at the bit for that. Oh, absolutely. Especially Paul Rubens. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> New John Carter films planned as Disney loses the rights. I I haven't even seen the first one. The first one's not bad. I enjoyed it. I saw it twice in the theater. I liked it. Wow, really? Yeah. Disney long longer owns the rights to John Carter franchise with Edgar Rice Burroughs, Inc. now planning to make more movies. Hmm. Okay. All right. Oh well. All right, wrap it up. I gotta stop talking. Yep. Well, you can you can talk about CK cosplay. Can I? CKX. Yay! May 9th. Be there. <laughs> wow. Details are killer. John D. Bradley Center. Uh it's actually the eighth and the ninth because the eighth we're having the masquerade ball. Chatham, Ontario. That's right. Yep. And the ninth is the full CKX. Now there is a GoFundMe site. It is GoFundMe.com. Hey. And now she's not even listening. Oh, well. GoFundMe.com. Slash CK Expo. Slash CK Expo. Slash. So it's CK. You have to get the slash. Slash. C-K-E-X-P-O. M-O-U-L. There's a link on the Movie Madhouse page. There's a link on the Movie Madhouse page, apparently. What? What? Didn't know that. We weren't notified. No. Who gave you permission to do that? Facebook did. Fucking Zuckerberg. <laughs> He's got his little fingers and everything. Yeah. But yes, so uh, definitely hop on there because we have sponsorship programs. We get tickets and t-shirts and uh, the whole bit. Yeah. So th- the money is to help get cool celebrity guests. And money is to get cool celebrity guests. And I said we're kind of privy to who that is and oh, pretty damn exciting. I'm getting ready to go on GoFundMe and <laughs> throw a ton of cash at it. Make it happen, people. Yes. Yeah, and said this for for the people of Chatham always complaining about that there's nothing to do in this town. We're giving you something to do. Yes. And it you is will love it. Two days worth of comic book and cosplay fun. Mm-hmm. Help us help you Make this happen. And if you go for both days, it's $15 to go to the Masquerade Ball. Okay. And 10 bucks to go to All Day CKX. A $10 ticket for the All Day event. All Day event. That's crazy. There are other little things. I, like I know we've confirmed uh, Florin Mark Steiner is going to be there. He's going to be doing pictures. Okay. And it's 7 bucks to get your picture taken. Oh. And cool. what he's going to do is he takes it and then he digitally puts backgrounds in it. Oh, cool. And then emails it to you. Even better. So you can make as many copies as you want. Nice. And I've seen some of the backgrounds he's got. It looks awesome. Cool. I'm looking forward to that. Yeah. Well, we also talked to uh, my friend John Miori. Yes. The 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 host of uh, was it the uh, 
what the hell are you the host of? Partly Devoured. That's it. There you go. <laughs> I, I'm just, I keep flashing through all the characters that John plays. Johnny <laughs> Goulash is the character that there he plays. There you go. Yeah, of the Partially Devoured TV show. He has uh, uh, agreed to make an appearance as well. So he's going to be doing some of his, uh, I believe... Uh, some of the partially devoured episodes in the uh, the filming the film room. Cool. So, and then in that film room, I know we're going to have Jack Thomas Smith. He's been a, a, on our show a couple times. Yeah, he's going to bring Infliction for us to screen. Nice. Yes. Nice. So, and it's all for ten bucks. Ten bucks, people. You can't yes. even go to the movies for ten bucks. That's right. I said you can walk in and barely get the movie, but. That's it. Ten bucks gets you movies, gaming, video game room, ven- vendors. Oh, there'll be tons of vendors there. Uh, t- the John D. Bradley Center is massive, mm-hmm. and we're planning on filling it with stuff for everybody to do. Mm-hmm. Ten bucks. There's going to be the cosplay contest going on, too, yes. so you're going to see some amazing costumes. Like, just the ones from last year? Were incredible. Absolutely. So Absolutely. this year I'm expecting leaps and bounds. Yep. I, oh, I, I did see a thing about the 501st was going to be contacted. They're, we're trying to contact them. Yeah. Now, I have been in touch with a friend of mine. She's part of the Mandalorian Brotherhood. And <laughs> oh, Mandalorian Brotherhood. Yep. I've got her to come down, and uh, she's going to post on the forum to see if anybody else in her organization wants to come down. Oh, that would be cool. Yeah, I've seen the armor she made. It's amazing. How, okay, how does she make Is it like vacuform armor? Or? Yeah, um, actually she made her chest plate out of paper mache and then built on top of it. Really? Yeah, she was telling me briefly about how she did it. Oh, that's real cool. Yeah, so I'm hoping when she comes, like, she's normally from this area. Yeah. I went to school with her, but she lives way up in the northern area somewhere now. When she comes down in this area, I'm hoping to just chat with her one-on-one and get some more pointers. Oh, Movie Madhouse podcast probably going to be recorded there as well. Yep. Actually, yeah, if we get our special guest, then we will definitely be recording. (sighs) This will be the biggest thing we've ever done. In a Q&A style. Yeah. Yes. This, like... This would absolutely for not just the podcast, but for everybody involved in this podcast would probably be the biggest thing that we've ever done. Absolutely. So come see us. It's, it's out. so exciting. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I can't wait till papers are signed and we can start talking about oh, it. Oh, that would be so nice. Yes. But the hint, big, big movie star. Big. Yeah. Very big. What's that? He's been involved in sports too. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, former sport athletic star and movie star. Yep, the biggest I've seen. Yep. Pretty close. Yep. Ah, for another week <laughs> at the Movie Madhouse, this is Mike. And Rob. <laughs> I should... No, I'm not going to worry about that again. <laughs> we'll talk to you next week. See ya. Uh, stop this. It's a madhouse!